politics, football, faith, and theology. You're listening to Pfft Podcast, and I'm your host, Daniel. So, our last episode was called Is Lamar Legit? And now I want to ask that same question about Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was quarterback for the Miami Dolphins for, I don't know, Andrew, how many years? Oh, I, I should mention I'm interviewing Andrew Kapersky, uh, who was on the show a couple of episodes ago to talk about tradition and faith, and Andrew is also a Miami Dolphins fan, and so um, my condolences, of course. I mean, we did beat the Colts this year, so <laughs> it all Fair. turned out better Fair. than we expected. So let's just keep the records. You know, I'm okay with that because you also beat the Patriots. Yes, it all worked uh, out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that of course allowed for uh, the Patriots to have to face the Titans in the wild card round. Indeed. And the Titans had the quarterback who was the Dolphins quarterback for how many years was he the Dolphins quarterback? He was I, drafted by Miami, right? Right. I think he, he started in, I want to say, 2012, I think was the year he was drafted. That sounds about right. So I think it would be from 2012 through 2018. So that's about six seasons, six, seven seasons, um, something like that. I, oh, and, he was out for last... one year or two with an injury. Um Totally okay. son, injured to reserve from, um, but that, yeah, under contract for six, seven years, something like that. And his last game as a Dolphin against New England was in Miami, and he won with that famous last play where they did all the uh, laterals and yes, yes. Scrambled, scrambled the Miami Miami Miracle, um, right? Yes, the Miami Miracle. And so it all kind of came full circle. He beats the Patriots then, then the Patriot, then the Miami beats the Patriots without him, sending the Patriots to the wild card round where they face Ryan Tannehill now with the Titans, right, and right. he beats the Patriots then. Yeah. So, and, and great the story. Thing, but the question, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the funny thing that the, the beat writers were pointing out here was that I don't think Tannehill had ever beaten the Patriots in Foxborough, um, and the Dolphins had never done mm. that uh, with him. Uh, in Fox, all their victories. Um, actually, they, they did pretty well, given how good the Patriots have been the last 10 years, beating them in Miami, but they had never done it before right, in right. Foxborough. And then within the span of two weeks, <laughs> the Dolphins beat the Patriots in Foxborough in a game that counts, and then Tannehill does the same thing the next week. Um, it's kind of weird. Yeah, how that that's pretty out. cool, yeah. <laughs> so, um, obviously, the, the Dolphins, I think, got rid of Tannehill because they didn't think he was the stuff of the future. Yeah. Uh, the Titans took him as a backup quarterback because they thought he was a better backup to Marcus Mariota than Blaine Gabbert. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the Titans decide, you know what? Marcus Mariota is not actually the... He- didn't he win the Heisman Trophy, the, the Heisman Trophy winner that we drafted and that we thought was going to be the face of our franchise, so let's bench him and try this Ryan Tannehill guy out? And suddenly Tannehill has... Doesn't he have the best passer rating in the league? And, uh, yeah, uh, something like that. He's got a he's got a good passer rating. Um, it's one of the top um, passer ratings. At least I think it was during. I think it was the best during the regular season. I don't know if it is still a week into the playoffs now, but. And he's just been lighting it up. Dragged them from a two and four record to uh, ten and six. Was it? Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think they were nine and seven. I think nine and seven. Okay. Okay. So so still still pretty. Oh good. yeah. Um, what's that? A seven and three. Uh, against some good teams, including right. beating New England uh, in the the playoffs. Right. So, 
my question for you, Andrew, because you, as a Dolphins fan, have watched a lot of games with Ryan Tannehill, what's happening this year? Is this a fluke? Is this something that the Dolphins just didn't see that was there all along? Is Ryan Tannehill going to become the face of the franchise long-term for the Titans, and is this going to be something that you and other Dolphins fans are going to rue, or is this going to be... A one-off thing that becomes, you know, they give him a big contract and then he turns out to be no good and you kind of all laugh. There's a lot there. Uh, The short answer, I think, is more toward the latter of that last scenario you give, that they are more likely to give him a big contract that doesn't end up quite panning out uh, in the way that may be hoping right now. So the, the longer story is... That basically, I think a lot of Dolphins fans aren't too surprised, um, which may sound weird, um, but I think it's true. My, my dad actually said, because he, he's the reason um, the family is a bunch of Dolphins fans from the state of Ohio, weirdly enough. Um, you'd you hmm. think we'd be you know, miserable with another team like the Browns or the Bengals, but actually we're <laughs> uh, you know, Dolphins fans. Um, but he always said that he thought that Tannehill w- would probably eventually end up on another team and then do better than he ever did um, with, with Miami. And sure enough, that's, that's more or less what is, was played out, at least for this season. So in the, in the nitty-gritty, what, what's actually happening, I think, is the Titans, in short, are a better team, I think, than he has played with. Uh, I think they've got a better coaching okay. staff in Vrabel, probably, than they had underneath Joe Philbin with Miami or Adam Gase with Miami. Um, both those coaching staffs, uh, staffs uh, and their, the head coaches just, I don't think were very good. Um, and a lot of people, like they, they knew this at the time when he was the starting quarterback, that the formula for him to win was to not have to throw the ball very much. Um, so that he was... He had a very high passer rating in Miami off play action. Um, his best season was probably uh, in 2016, the first year with Adam Gase. That's the year that Jay Ajayi uh, kind of burst on the scene um, and was really the best. It was, was really the offensive focal point for that team. Um, and what was he, a running back? He was a running back, yeah. And who was then traded to the Eagles okay. the next year because Gase doesn't like to use running backs. Uh, won't, won't, Le'Veon Bell. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that explains a lot of the situation there in New York. Um, what? Oh, oh. Yes. Because G- Gase is uh, on the Jets now. And yes. He hasn't been, hasn't exactly. been using Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. Ah, okay. Gase doesn't know how to use running backs, except for you can make the case that one year. And Tannehill flourished. Um Again, and we people knew this that if you could keep his attempts uh, down, you know, like the low twenties, um, the Dolphins would have a good chance to win. The problem would be that the team would often start slow, um, and then the pass rushing. On the, I mean, the, you know, this is Bill Polian's you know model, right, for the Colts back in the day. Get uh, the pass rushers um, to be able to pin their ears back when they've got a lead. Um, and then Tannehill just had a very poor pocket awareness in those sort of situations. Right. He, w- he was also just sacked a ton um, in his first three or four years. So his body took a beating. Um, he was a converted receiver, so he was really quite durable. Um, converted in college. Um, really? Yes. Uh, and so he was seen as being kind of a raw prospect 
coming out, um, but the guy who had all the physical tools. Um, and he is, uh, again, very, very durable um, for the most part. Um, but eventually, I think it started to take a little bit of a, a toll. And again, his pocket presence just was, was never quite, um, uh, well, it left something to be desired, let's put it that way. Um, and so that was a, a hard situation and just led to a lot of sort of mediocre seasons. So I, I think what the Titans are doing right now is they've got a, a better defense than probably most of the ones that Tannehill had. Um, and they certainly have a better running game, I think, in Derrick Henry and that offensive line. Derrick uh, Henry is a scary man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those those offensive linemen. Um, uh, is Conklin still playing for the, the Titans? Did I have that right? Oh, I don't know. Jake Conklin? I, I think the only offensive linemen whose names I know are Laramie Tunzel and the Colts offensive linemen. Okay, okay. I, if, I, if memory serves, Jake Conklin and Taylor Wulawan are the two tackles for uh, the Titans. Both of One was at Michigan State and one was at Michigan. They were very good um, offensive linemen. Um, that, this is a very okay. solid offensive line all the way around. So if you can put Tannehill in a position where he can, you know, uh, hand the ball off, you know, two out of three downs, that's going to really help his situation. So that, and he is, here's the, the trick with him. I think that if you start loading the box, if you bring that safety up to stop the run game, then Tannehill actually can kill you. He's a good enough quarterback that you you can't just say, well, we're going to make him beat us because then he, he actually can do that. And that's my hunch. Not, having not watched a ton of the Colts, uh, not the Colts, the Titans, that's my hunch as to how he is succeeding and thriving right now. Um, something like that's going on, I guess. Okay, so he thrives with a good running game. Yes. But can't carry the team on his own shoulders. Yeah, the the one of the beat writers for the uh, Miami Herald um, always liked to say that Tannehill would not be the sort of player who would raise the uh, production to the players around him. Um, but would uh, perform just fine on his own most of the time until the pressure got turned on. And then it, it was always, you know, he was never going to be a Peyton Manning. He was never going to be a Tom Brady. Um, but, you know, he could be perfectly ad- adequate, um, especially the last couple of years with the Dolphins where the team was healthy. Um, but then his injuries began to pile up and the quality of the team around him started to go down. Uh, more was being asked of him in a lot of ways, and that's where uh, teams could exploit him a little bit more. Are you disappointed that you've gotten rid of Ryan Tannehill, or are you happy to have gone from Ryan to Ryan? Well, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't think is going to be you know, the answer in the long term. A lot of people want it to be Tua Tungvaila from uh, Alabama. Um who got injured pretty seriously um, at the end of this last college football season. Um, I, to answer your question more directly, I don't know that um, it makes a terrible amount of difference. Um, I I think Tannehill's time in Miami had pretty much run its course. Uh, This new coaching staff, Brian Flores, I don't think that they were going to... uh, I mean, he was the highest. A big part of the the deal there was he was also the highest play, paid player on the team, so that he was um, uh, a big part of the trade with the Titans was that they were accepting that contract, 
uh, in exchange for a, yeah, a kind of a, I think it was like a fourth round pick, maybe. Um, and for a starting quarterback. Oh, so, you sent, so Miami sent Tennessee a fourth round pick as well? Uh, sorry, I think the Titans sent a fourth round pick to Miami in exchange for Tannehill oh, oh, and that I pretty see. big contract. Now, I think Tannehill restructured that contract. Um, and I think that was actually a good, it was a good trade, obviously, for the Titans. Um, kind of knowing for how sure. Mariota yeah. has. Got the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And knowing how Mariota tends to perform, either gets hurt or, um, you know, he's just maybe, maybe himself not quite lived up to the, the billing um, as a franchise quarterback. Um, so I guess I'm not disappointed. I'm happy for him. I think a lot of Dolphins fans still really like Tannehill. But the franchise, in a lot of ways, was kind of moving in a different direction, um, and I'm I'm always torn because I think that there's too much stress on the whole that's put on the quarterback position in the NFL. Um, it's an important position, but I mean, I, I mean, you would have a better opinion of this in some ways, having I think a better quarterback in the last several <laughs> years in Andrew Luck. Um, who, yeah, and Peyton Manning. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and but with luck, especially, you know, you could say that you know the quarterback, you you know, you got the quarterback you wanted, and yet the best they were able to do was get you know smacked around by the Patriots in that AFC Championship game, the Deflate Gate Bowl. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like a quarterback doesn't make all the yeah, difference. If they in the had world. deflated those footballs, it would have been we would have blown them out. Let me just tell you. Yeah, I, I, for sure, definitely. <laughs> uh, it would have been instead of like forty-two to seven, it would have been forty. You know, thirty-nine to seven. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> precisely. So I'm not. I'm not exactly sad. I think it's time to move on and to get a cheaper quarterback too, um, who could probably do about the same as Tannehill's done. Um, I think most. I think there's a bigger sense in the fan base that they just kind of groan. Not that they're upset for him, but that they see this other team totally maximizing his potential. And I think they kind of say, man, I wish we could have done that in the last six or seven years. Right. Um, I think that's probably the right. more um, sort of salient feeling in all of this. But it's more a matter of just not having the supporting cast around him that you need, a strong running back, strong offensive line. I think so. It sounds like that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, I, I, that's my opinion. Um, the, the teams that he's been on with, with Miami, I just don't think are probably – uh, again, just just at, put him in a situational football in, in a situation where he was uh, again just not being maximized. Um, you know, he's he's a really good um, quarterback off play action. He's very athletic. Um, he's smart. He's a hard worker. He's a really good guy. Um, he's got a good arm. Um, and there's areas of his game in the the tenure with the Dolphins. You could actually see his game improving. Uh, through hard work, um, you know, the, the deep ball was something he was com- uh, sort of people complained about a lot, and that he improved uh, significantly over his, his tenure with Miami. Um, but yeah, just situations, coaches, whatever you, you have it, just probably not putting him in the best situations, utilizing his skill set the best. Uh, some people say he's a game manager. Um, I think he's a little bit more than that, um, but. Yeah, he, he just it's, it's it's unfortunate. I think as, as a fan, like I said, the, the, I think most of us feel like we just wish we could have put a better team around him, better situations. For sure, yeah. yeah. Better supporting cast. I think that would make a difference. Now, going back to the importance of the quarterback, you're right, as, as a Colts fan, I do know painfully well that 
a great quarterback like Andrew Luck still, you know, wasn't enough to take us to a Super Bowl with the the team that Ryan Grigson put around him. But with that being said, a great quarterback can take a poor team and turn it into a great team, and you can you know that because as a Colts fan, when you know Peyton Manning left the team, suddenly we were the worst team in the league. Right. Curtis Painter. And then when Andrew Luck was injured after years of playing for Ryan Grigson's team and getting us to three 11 and five seasons in a row. And then, and then he dealt with some injuries and I think we had a, maybe a couple of eight and eight seasons, but then uh, he's out and we had that season with Jacoby Brissett that landed us the number three overall pick. Yeah. And, uh, and then take him out. And then we made a lot of positive changes to where suddenly we're one of the top favorites to win the Super Bowl and we end up going seven and nine and yeah. being lucky to get that. Yeah. So, uh, so there is, I, I guess as a Colts fan, you learn a lot about the importance of a quarterback right. and you learn that a quarterback isn't everything. So I, I right. wonder maybe a, a great quarterback like an Andrew Luck or a Peyton Manning maybe could have taken that Dolphins team and made it look a lot better. Uh, but it sounds like a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, while he might not be able to do that, might be able to be the missing piece in a an otherwise strong offense. Yeah, you look at it. I always thought that the when fans in his later years were complaining about him not being, you know, a top five, top ten, or clear top ten quarterback like a Drew Brees or you know a Manning in his prime or Brady or whoever. I always said, well, you know, look, there are there's only so many of those guys. <laughs> you know, they're they're not sitting around. Um, exactly ten of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and those that top ten fluctuates. You know, the the back five will will have some uh, change in it from from year to year. Um, there's actually probably twelve or thirteen clear top ten quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. I always thought the better model was something like um, what the uh, the Ravens did with Joe Flacco. Um, he that one year where they mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl with him, where they had a really good run game, really good defense, good tight ends, um, and they had a, a, an above average year um, for Flacco himself, um, where he mm-hmm. sort of uh, rose the cage. That was enough. Like that was a really good um, Ravens team. Or you could even look at someone like Giants Eli. with Eli Manning. Exactly, yeah, Eli Manning, who's had a very up and down career, and yet you know beat the Patriots. You beat that, you know, nineteen and oh, it was going to be nineteen and zero uh, Patriots team uh, with a really great pass rush and good wide good receivers um, and good coaching. And I, that always I thought was the model where I think a lot of fans, uh, unfortunately, I see this with Dolphins fans anyway, get sucked into. Uh, I think some of this has to do with Dan Marino. Like, a lot of these older Dolphin fans just watched him be one of the best mm-hmm. ever. And, you know, the best they've been able to do since then has been Tannehill. Um, and so they just... But Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's... A, but they, they... At least they were relevant, right? They were consistently in the playoffs, consistently in the AFC championship right. games. Right, uh, And since then, they've really been pretty, pretty irrelevant for most of the time. Um, but again, yeah, I at least John Unitas and Peyton Manning won Super Bowl. Yes, yes, and I, I just don't think the model is, you know, get that quarterback and everything will fall in. I think you need a really good coaching staff. I think you need to have you know a good front office that's going to be putting talent around those guys. Yeah, you know, because if, if you get a top five quarterback, you know, great. If he if he plays for ten or fifteen years, then the odds are, like, I think if Andrew Luck kept playing, 
Um, and it was healthy. I think the odds are if he had a 10 or 15 year career, eventually he probably would have won a Super Bowl. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but that just doesn't happen. There's, there's aren't that many, you know, clear top five guys. Um, or, you know, another good example would be something like the Saints, right? Um, with, with Breeze, you know, they've, they've been relevant in a lot of years. They've also had years with Sean Payton where they were like seven and nine um, with, with a great offense yeah. and just, you know, did, and it wasn't, wasn't enough. Um, so you, you can have a great quarterback and still, you know, it's not necessarily going to be punching your ticket to the Super Bowl right away. So I, I'd rather right. have their- So given everything you've said about that, what do you see as the future of the Titans now with Ryan Tannehill, and what do you see as the future of the Dolphins without him? Do you think you're going to be able to find that guy, build that team around him, and 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 where do you think the Titans will go? I'll take the Titans first, and that's probably the hardest one, or the harder one, and the one I don't know as as well because I just again I have not I'm not a Titans fan, so I'm not tracking them day to day. What's happened with Tannehill has been kind of a um, more of a thing that's happened at a distance. Um, my hunch is if just knowing how the NFL goes, um, especially if they win another game here, are they playing the Ravens? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. If they somehow upset the Ravens, which I think is unlikely, um, cause then I, cause I think with that offense, then they're going to actually have to throw the ball. Um, unless they really do find a way to tamp down Jackson somehow, but if they win that game, stipulating somehow, um, and even more so if they go further than that. I think they will probably try to offer him a contract that is longer and probably juicier than what he has now. Um, and I expect that he will probably not quite live up to, um, in the coming years, if that happens, the, the sort of output he's had this year. Um, ex- expectations will be higher in uh, the next few years um, if the Titans, you know, do somehow go on to go further this season. I mean, they're already going to be higher. They having beat the Patriots and knocked off, um, you know, Brady and company. Um, my hunch is that the, the Titans will probably overreach a little bit, um, but I don't know if they have a better option. Um, they're, they're probably not going to be in a position to. That go seems further. to happen. That seems to happen a lot with quarterbacks. It Matt does. Stafford, uh, Case Keenum, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, very Keith often. Joe Flacco. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's more just knowing how what tends to happen with these front offices in the NFL. That would be my guess. Is what they, they try to do, um, and I think Derrick Henry is a free agent. If I'm not mistaken, um, it'd be really interesting. I think he is. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but it'll be really interesting. Do they go well, out? Surely and, they'll keep him. I mean, well, franchise tag him if maybe. But I mean, the the way the NFL is struck, maybe you know that that sm- that front office is smarter. A lot of people say, yeah, you can get a running back, you know, for cheap. You know, I'm not going to pay Le'Veon Bell or Derrick Henry or whoever, you know, the the big bucks because that's just not the way. I mean, there actually are analytics on this, that the passing game is just so much more efficient than, than the running game. Um, and that it's, that's, I mean, it really is a rarity now for there to be good teams that are run first um, in a lot of ways. Um, so that would be my guess for the Titans. For the Dolphins, um, this all really hinges, in my opinion, uh, on the coaching staff they have now and on the current general manager. They have a load of picks. I think they've got five first, or sorry, no, sorry, five picks in the first two rounds, I think. 
three first rounders this season and then two second rounders. Um, which is a lot. Uh, you should be able to rebuild. I mean, that, this, right? And this is a team that won five games, uh, went five and four down the stretch, um, beat the Eagles, beat the Patriots in a game that mattered. Um, it was clearly a team that was getting better um, as, as time went on with basically a trash roster, um, while also beat the best team in the league. Yeah. In the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Um, you know, that was our Super Bowl, man. <laughs> so I had that one circled. Um, but also getting more out of the talent that was already there. Um, so this coaching staff has used uh, our tight ends and our wide receivers who had previously underperformed um, and had been, you know, they had spent significant draft capital on those guys like uh, Mike Kaziki um, or even more notably Devontae Parker, um, who had his best season ever. Um, it was a first round pick four or five years ago. Um, Suddenly, he you know, he couldn't stay healthy. He could, you know, you know, people thought he was a lost cause. Didn't wanted, wanted to trade him last season just to get something back for him. Uh, and suddenly, he's got you know, like I think thirteen hundred receiving yards and a bunch of touchdowns. And the same with Kasicki. So that's really where this all comes down to: uh, is the coaching staff maximizing their talent, um, which I have more faith in than I did the first half of the season when they were getting just destroyed by teams like the Patriots and, and the Ravens. Um, just just you know utterly embarrassing. It looked like they're going to go in 16. Um, the bigger thing will actually be, I think the, the, the general manager, um, uh, can Chris Greer actually pick, um, the right guys, even if that means maybe holding off on a quarterback, um, this season and using those picks, uh, maybe in unsafer positions that are less of a crapshoot, like offensive line, um, so that when they do have their guy, um, if they go to draft next season, uh, and maybe Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields from Ohio State is there, um, do they then like hold their powder this season and then you know trade up to get that guy um, later when there's a better and, and put that guy then in a better position. Um, because I, wh whatever happens with this team, I don't think they're going to be competing for a Super Bowl next year. Um, uh, so. Is there any chance Josh Rosen could be the guy? Yeah, that's a big question. Uh, weirdly enough, right after the Dolphins beat the Patriots and had, again, have had pretty good offensive output with Ryan Fitzpatrick and some of these skill positions uh, with basically no running game at all to speak of. Uh, I think they were almost, if not last in running produ production. Um Rosen, oh, sorry, uh, Rosen is, is intertwined in all this, but uh, the, the Dolphins fired their offensive coordinator the day after, Chad O'Shea, um, which was really kind of puzzling. <laughs> like, why did they do this? And, and apparently the, the rumor is part of this has to do with the lack of developing Josh Rosen, um, that the offensive staff has uh, not been successful on that front. And so Flores said, you know, I can do better. And a day or two later, they uh, picked up Chan Gailey out of retirement, um, who was, weirdly enough, the you know, Dolphins offensive coordinator like 20 years ago. Um, and he had been to a bunch of other Whoa. teams. So most people would say no, uh, that Rosen is not the answer. On the other hand, I don't know that Rosen's really been given much of a shot. Um, and he, again, just when he, when he did get playing time this year, he really, I mean, the whole team was really stinking up the field. So it's hard to evaluate a quarterback um, in that sort of situation. Sure. So 
I would like that to be the case. I would prefer that they spent their first round, you know, a first round pick or something on, you know, a position that they, you know, need even more than quarterback. Um, and, and could just have Rosen be the guy. Yeah, give give Rosen a yeah, shot for a year. I, that, that might actually end up happening. Give him a shot yeah. for a year with... Uh, that would be my preference. What a lot of the media is clamoring, clamoring for, and a lot of the, at least half the fan base, is to go draft this guy from Alabama, uh, Tua. Um, so sure. uh, I'm skeptical of it. Um, at least if he's really the guy, then he's the guy. Um and if, if, Chris, if the GM really thinks that's the case, fine. I'm, I'm okay with it. But if he's wrong, then that GM needs to go because there, there's a you know, hundred other positions here that, that need filling. Um, and this guy's coming off of injury. So I don't know. It, it's kind of it's, – it's a weird position to be in when you're 5-11, and 11, but you also have a lot of hope for the next season. Um, as bad as this roster has been – bad parts of the season all right well thank you for sharing your thoughts and if you've tuned in thank you for joining us please uh tune in next time subscribe send me an email let me know what you think thank you for listening